Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Welcome to part 12 of the Impact series, which celebrates the power of one, the power of one person to make a difference. We've met students from across the U.S., from Let's, Erica's Lighthouse, and Active Minds. Now, we're going to finish my interview with Allison Malman, a one-woman powerhouse who is the executive director of Active Minds, an organization that is busting stigma at colleges across the country. Allison is going to share two things with us. First, practical ways teachers and professors can help students battling mental illness. And second, ideas for people who want to better help loved ones with mental illness. My name is Allison Malman. I am 30 years old. I currently run Active Minds Inc. I'm Active Minds' executive director. How many chapters does AM have? A little over 330 chapters. Of our 330 chapters, there are about 320 different colleges and then 10 different high schools. What can teachers or professors do to make it easier for students to ask for help? The first thing that a teacher can do is just tell his or her students that they're open to learning and they're open to hearing, and they're open to being there for a student, not just for academic reasons. It doesn't mean that a teacher needs to be the one to give the services and give the support, that's not their role, but for a student to feel comfortable going up to a professor or teacher and saying, I'm just not feeling well, or I'm just not doing well, and for the teacher to know that they can then either call the counseling center or counseling services and make an appointment for that student or walk them over to that building or that room, whatever it may look like on your particular campus. Telling students that you're not just there to grade their papers is a great role that, that professors and, and teachers can play. Part of it too is spending some time in the beginning of your class talking about the mental health resources available on campus or at your school. Some teachers have been great in putting the, the counseling services information on their syllabi when a semester starts. More teachers have spent a few minutes at the beginning of homeroom talking about what kind of mental health services are available on campus. And that lets students not only know where there's resources and, and information, but it also lets them know that this is a teacher I can come talk to if, if I'm struggling. I think those are two very easy steps that teachers and professors can take that really will make a world of difference for students. And then I think for those students who are in need, who reach out and ask for either an incomplete on a paper or extension or whatever it may be, really be open to listening and recognizing that mental health disorders are as real as other physical health disorders and are protected under the Americans with Disabilities Act and students with mental health disabilities have rights and to be as accommodating as possible to the needs of your students. What advice do you have for a young person listening who wants to help others who have mental health disorders but doesn't have one? Keep doing what you're doing. 
show interest, keep learning. If you have a loved one who may be struggling or may be living well, whatever it may be, be a support person for them. Go and tell them that you love them and you want to help support them through whatever they may be going through. And offer your, your ear and offer your shoulder whenever possible. I think the other really important thing, if, especially if you're a caregiver or if you are around somebody who is really struggling, is to get support yourself. It wasn't until after my brother died that I realized how much of a burden it was on me throughout his life his, and his illness and, and after his death that I needed support. And it wasn't just as a survivor of his suicide that I needed support. I really needed support while he was alive. And for me, that meant talking with friends and that meant talking to a therapist. It can mean something totally different for different people. You deserve support too. So talk to others that you trust and be that support crutch and do what you need to do for yourself as well to be the strongest ally you can be. To conclude, we learned two things today. First, if you are a teacher or a professor, you can help students in practical ways by first, sharing the mental health resources your school has. Second, listening to students. And third, giving mentally ill students the same consideration you would give physically ill students. And second and finally, if you love someone, a friend or a family member with a mental illness, be there for your friend, but remember to also find support for yourself. To learn more about Active Minds, visit activeminds.org. Next week, I will be uploading the final installment of the Impact series, a blog which summarizes the lessons we have learned from the seven amazing young people I met from Active Minds, Let's, and Erica's Lighthouse. This blog, Part 13, will also feature links to all 12 podcasts in the Impact series. You can always hear and read FlipSwitch podcasts and blogs by visiting thebalancemind.org forward slash FlipSwitch forward slash podcast. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at FlipSwitchTeens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to FlipSwitch.